Hello and welcome to For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory and I'm joined, as always, just after passing a late fitness test, by my good friend, Mark Carley-Johnson. Good evening and aslam to you. Aslam to you. Isn't that the line from Narnia? I think so, yes. Aslam. Uh, those of you who are new to the show, uh, myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers from 100 different countries in accordance with our beer bucket list. We are currently uh, up to, out of 100, what, 81, 82? Something like that, yes. Uh, 82. This 82. And we have a bucket list beer today that we've um, managed to source. Uh, Mark, tell us um, uh, the country. Country? Tunisia. If you didn't know that from my greeting. Uh, what you're assuming is hello in Tunisian. It is indeed, yes. Do they, is Tunisian the language or do they? is it like a version of Arabic or what? Tunisian Arabic, yes. So it is exactly that. And the beer, well, the name could be, it could be Keltia, Celtia. Kelsia. Kelsia. Celsia. Uh, beer Deluxe. Beer Deluxe. What are we um, going with? Well, it's kind of French, isn't it? So I'm going to say... Celtia. How, how what? I don't know. Eric Canton, I'll say it. The test supreme. Um, let's go with Keltia. Keltia. But I'm not, I'm not convinced. Keltia. I'm gonna, Keltia. That's my final answer. So that's the beer we've got. Uh, bucket list beer. How did we get it? came out of absolutely nowhere this one so a friend of the show Matt had a call out of the blue from a new fella who's doing the scratch map yeah called Luke Kearney he's yeah. at Kearney Luke on the Instagram if you'd like to follow his page please do um turn up on his doorstep literally with a can of Keltia or whatever calling it um so Matt then messaged me said get in touch with at Kearney Luke and here we are. So it turns out he works with a Tunisian who brought some back for him recently. So he's very kindly sent us uh, two cans and also two bottle openers, which I forgot to give you when you arrived, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw a picture of this. Yeah, so yeah. made from a nut and um, a spark plug. That is awesome. Isn't that good? Yes. He's made it all together himself. I don't know whether to be more impressed with that. Or the beer. Well, we'll see in a minute when they crack the beers open. Yeah. But, uh, that's fantastic. Are you going to put a, a, a um, picture of these on the uh, on the social? Yes, they will. Great. Does he sell them? Um, I don't know. Maybe he will. He should. He should do. He should. I great. absolutely agree. Yeah. Big thanks to Luke then. Um, Maybe we could buy some off him, you know, like a pound each and then sell them for ten. <laughs> <laughs> Make a profit on this venture. That's the that's the Martin Lewis mindset we this need, is, to, need to have in these This is what we've been missing out on for the last... Three years or however long it's been. Yeah. You know, a nice little profit yeah. making venture. I think we might have just hit on it. We are the outlet for Luke. We are. So, uh, coming back to the beer, so they're quite diddy cans, aren't they? Very small. Um, Smallest we've ever had. It's a 240ml can. Um, Size is not everything. No, and it's sort of presentation wise, it's like. Um, uh, since I have all the you know the sugar tax stuff we've got now, where yeah, yeah. Uh, like can if you want to buy a full fat coke, it's harder or more expensive to buy a full size can. But now they give you like the option of buying a smaller can. Yes, they do for the same price as a normal can. Correct of like diet coke, and this is almost the exact same proportion and style. You're right there. Do you remember them little diddy ones you used to get in Woolworths? You can still get those. 
But the mixer ones, Pretty. the little 150 yeah, you can still get those. I mean, it's pointless to drink, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but a little bit taller. Yes. They're only really any use if you're having a double. Because they're supposed to be like those cans of like mixers, but yeah, unless you're having a double, you're not getting anywhere pointless. near the top no, of your glass. No, no. Anyway, so uh, that's uh, the shape of the can. Uh, the logo-wise, you've got a, sort of an Arabic um, version of the logo on one side, and on the other side, um, then the sort of the the French sort of style. It's a bit like um, color scheme. Is a bit like uh, Stella, I guess. Yeah, I'd say red. Yeah, it's the, yeah using all the same yeah, color groupings as a can of uh, a can of Stella. Yeah, um, with a weird little um, like a tea urn. Thing at the top of the can, like a little um, image of a like a pouring thing, isn't it? Like a jug, yeah, kind of thing. A yeah. Carafe. Uh, right, shall we? Should we crack it up? on on three. Go on. One, two, three. Oh, that's gonna sound good on the pod. It's gonna, yeah, like Dolby. So uh, Mark will take his first sip, and then while he thinks about that. <laughs> Hellfire. I'm gonna I'm gonna right, okay, well you just you So we are a five percent beer, but this tastes a lot stronger than five percent. Oh that's got a twang, isn't it? Hasn't it just? Do you remember Chernihivska, the Ukrainian one? Yeah. It's only four point something percent, but I can drink one of them and I feel hammered after it. And I still do even now. This tastes it's got that twang to it. It tastes really hellishly strong, doesn't it? Jesus. It does taste stronger than five percent. Um, it's a nice twang to it. It does feel weird drinking it from such a. I've never drank a beer out of a, a can this small. No, it's not going to take long. So it's almost like um, it feels a bit like uh, like it's part of a meal deal. <laughs> does, does that make sense? I feel I kind of feel like it should be with like a you know a Caesar wrap and a pack of Flame Grill Steak McCoys. Yeah. I mean, of course, we do miss out on these sort of things. Like on the continent, they do have in McDonald's. You would, you would have, yeah. They would have. Maybe McDonald's in Tunisia has yeah. this with a Big Mac and medium fries. I Although it'd be a small fries, wouldn't it? Because it's. There's. Know. I think there's a market for this sort of thing. Here, Having especially like an after. No, not beers in Mackies, but like these sort of smaller cans, like an after work. I know. You can get those little stubby type bottles. They're the shit cheap ones in every supermarket. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the actual, the, the more established ones doing like smaller smaller cans. It's an after work. Well, Heineken used to do little 330ml cans, didn't they? But they were shaped like a barrel. Yeah. That was how I first got into Heineken years ago. I don't think they do them anymore. But I'm talking dropping another 100ml. You want it, you know, sort of 240 You want it or real. Two, 240, 250ml. Snap, sort of man-sized can. Well, it's not really man-sized, is it? But mm. I like the concept. Um, the, the beer itself is—I um, mean, it's fine, isn't it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I've ever tasted anything like this as a beer. It is. It is a bit unusual. It says online it's a pale lager, but then when you go a little bit further down, it also says it's a pilsner-type pale lager. Mm. It's definitely not my kind of pilsner. Um, anyway, the beer county, the county beer cans, first made their appearance in 1986. However, the beer has been ongoing since 1951. So I assume it was draft only for the first 30, 
five years. Or bottled. Or bottled, yeah, good point. Um, and then it says, and, oh, I, yeah, and then in kegs in 1992. So it must have been bottles only. Yeah. No draft Keltian until 90s. Oh, but then I suppose Tunisia is, um, isn't it a largely Muslim country? Yeah. So then alcohol and stuff, well, that becomes a bit of a, where, where can I you have it's it? It's a big minefield. I don't know, it? yeah, I don't yeah. Really know how that works. And some countries it's like you just, like Pakistan, like it's virtually impossible. I mean, that was under the counter stuff, that one. That was very like, yeah, 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 yeah backstreet sort of stuff. Um, whereas this seems to be like a pretty well distributed, it seems successful so. beer. Yeah. Um, it's a low fermentation blonde beer of the Pilsner type with a content of 5%. Pretty much all it says, really. Um, it was named after um, the wife of the bloke that founded the brewery, SFBT. Um, and it's still independently owned. It's still SFBT brewed. So it's not one of your typical mass-produced Heineken. Maybe beers. that's why you're not seeing beers in these cans anywhere else because once if you know an InBev or whatever gets their hands on this it's going to be a 500 mil job isn't they'd it? think well either that or they'll think or oh, we could do this with all their others yeah what yeah, you don't want sure. them to do is to take their like 330 mil bottles and shrinkflation it like down maybe do that's this. what this is maybe maybe it could be maybe that's what we're going to see next year Martin Lewis is probably all behind this he doesn't drink anyway does he does he not no he doesn't um but he'd be all over this. It distracts him from his true calling. It does, yes. Um, I was really annoyed about that the other day. He advertised last week free beer on his programme. I don't know if you saw it. Free That's Heineken it. Silver, which I've wanted to try because it's the chilled... It's the super both. cold one, isn't it, supposed to be? Yeah. yeah. Um, signed up for it on the Heineken website. Got my email through with the voucher. You know, you need to go down to Tesco if it's in stock, blah, blah, blah. Went down to Tesco. Got it in stock, happy days, picked up my pack of four, went to go to the till, and then what I didn't realise is that you then have to press activate on the email. Um. So I pressed that, no vouchers left. <laughs> Devastated. But not yeah. Martin Lewis's fault. Well, it, it probably is, because, <laughs> I mean, I would assume that he, he probably wasn't selling very well, even the free ones, until he Gave came along. Boost. As soon as he announces anything on there, that's it. It's game over, websites crash. Plague of Locusts. Yeah. People like flies around shit, aren't they? Around free stuff. Like yeah. me, really. I mean, <laughs> Just like you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about that Heineken thing. I don't think I particularly want to pay for it. No, because um, you've got to commit to buying, like, six of them. Yeah. Like, the first one's shit. I'm not really that. you then got to try and palm off then, haven't you? Yeah, I'm, just... I'm not bothered enough to want to try it, you mm-hmm. know, unless it's free. And, and that was ideal. But anyway, so Keltian... I've seen Heineken off pretty much from Tunisia. So Kel- uh, sorry, Heineken was introduced there in 2009, but Keltia's sort of seen it off. People Fended prefer off the Vikings. The, yeah, people prefer the... Oh, wait, no, Heineken's Dutch, stuff. isn't it? It is Dutch, yeah. yeah. I don't know where I've got Vikings. I'm thinking of Carlsberg. Mm. Yeah, Dutch dickhead. Vikings. So Tunisia. Tunisia is that... Isn't Tunisia like the thinking man's Egypt in the in that holiday destination? Because they're next to each other, aren't they? Well, Tunisia is like the northernmost African country. 
I didn't realise it was that close and to they're Egypt. like neighbours. Oh, they're neighbours with Egypt. You've got like Egypt and then oh. it's like Tunisia's off to sort of the side of it. I didn't realise. I thought Algeria was quite close to it because I was looking at doing both countries for... Um, we still need Algeria. Beer purposes. Yeah, well, mm. that's it, yeah. So, yeah, Tunisia... Uh, Egypt. What about Egypt? I, I thought you were going to tell me something about it. Well, no. We're on about Tunisia. <laughs> I don't well, you know a lot next about door to Egypt, didn't you? The only real thing I know about Tunisia is that it um, they <laughs> film a lot of Star Wars there because Tunisia doubles for Tatooine. Tatooine. Tatooine is like the oh, um, right. the planet where uh, Luke Skywalker comes from, and then because they don't really have a lot of ideas, a lot of Star Wars stuff is all just based around like it's a galaxy far, far away. Except fifty percent of everything that happens in a galaxy far, far away seems to happen on this. In Tunisia. In Tunisia, yeah. Is that where they actually film it? Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they made like, well, I say they made. They've got like villages and little huts and things in the sand, and it's like, mm. I'm assuming they're actually authentic Tunisian homes. Well, it used to be really used. big tourist destination, didn't it? Until the until that fellow, shootings. Yeah, on the beach. Yeah. Mm. The, the terrorism or whatever. Now, I was looking at visiting there for the purposes of the podcast, mm. and it's really dirt cheap, but then I was concerned about my life, and I mean, I, I love doing the recordings, don't get me wrong, but when you look at the home office advice, yeah. it's not good. It doesn't specifically say don't visit, but basically don't go out, you know, sort of after nine o'clock, don't go out in the dark, expect to get mugged, expect to die, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so I wasn't overly keen on going to be quite honest with you um, but other news it's nowhere near Egypt it's got, oh am I totally wrong yeah it's got Libya in between it it's a great big Libya yep. in between Tunisia and Egypt oh okay um, Algeria to the left so surely this guy that's brought these back must be able to get some Algerian beer for us it's definitely worth a crack and also seeing if there's any extracurricular out of Libya I feel like we've done a Libyan beer. Have we? I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't remember a Libyan mm. beer. But anyway. Mm. That, that's the extent of my Tunisian knowledge. It's not a very big place. Um, I know they, they've been to a couple of World Cups. Have they? Any famous Tunisian? France, France 98. Do you remember France 98? I do. They were, they were um, England's first opponent. They played in red. Red and white, yeah. Vaguely remember that now. Yeah, they've been to they've been to a couple of World Cups. I don't know if they're at this one. I doubt it. Not that I give much. Do you do you give a shit about this World Cup? I couldn't be less interested in it if I tried. Uh, uh, to the point I'm where I'm not. not uh, yeah, like I'm not. Normally, you're thinking about you know you you got your wall chart. You're thinking about the games and your group. You know which what's the group of death? Where interesting games going to be? You know, potentially, you know, do any time off work for some of the midday games or whatever. I'm just not asked about any of it. Yeah. Well, I was, I saw some sticker books in Tesco last week actually when I was getting yeah. Heineken, and I thought about it because I've not had one for years. But then oh, I can't be asked. Well, not interested books. whatsoever. You don't realise when you're a kid, but well, I say that, but a pack of like stickers, penny stickers back then would have been like 25p a pack. Yeah. When we were kids, now it's like 90p a pack. Are they? Yeah. So the average, I think someone worked out that the average cost of completing a Panini sticker album is something in the region of eight to nine hundred pounds. Yeah. Wow. 
yeah. I've got somewhere in the loft some original um, FA Premier League around 95 to 97 sort of area yeah yeah that's what and I there's one that I've got complete yeah with the hardback binding around Ooh. it in the loft somewhere at some point for an episode I'll dig it out and we'll have a flick through yeah. some of the players in you're there. sitting on a it's gold complete. line there it's complete yeah I've got more than one there's one with a gold cover one with a black one and I can't remember what else but then gold cover I think was 98 97 was like a bluish sort of colour 96 was red 95 was black yeah I've got 95 96 black in my head yeah um, 90, 95 was the first one I had yeah 96 was the f- was it the only one I completed I don't have it though uh, I had 97 98 99 and then 2000 and I think by 2001 I'd grown out of it well after that the sort of Premier League sort of probably about 96 97 sort of era I then went on because Norwich had got relegated yeah. I was on um, football league ones by that point so yeah. I've got some complete football league ones wow. there. there can't be many of them still knocking around from the late but, 90s but back, but now it's like now it's, it must be so expensive and so difficult to complete one but back then you could um, you could go to um, swap events couldn't you you yeah. do these big events where you go somewhere and then people could basically um, exchange yeah. like you know got, got need and do all that Man, but I mean you do that at school I mean when you you know, you sort of in your mid thirties. That's a bit harder to do at work, isn't it? Unless you send Alana to school with them. Then. But even then, I don't think it's. I don't. You know, I don't think they're relevant on the playground anymore. Are they not? No, no. no, no. I think that time's they're missing I think, out. I think that time's passed. They are massively missing out. These kids. But I'm sort of glad because if if uh, if my little nerd got into them, or if she gets into them, you're talking like it's going to cost a fortune. Yeah, yeah, I've got too much other shit to pay for at the moment. Maybe there'll be a like a women's Premier League one. That wouldn't be so big because there wouldn't be as many players in it. True. True. I mean, I doubt it, but there might be. But the packs would be just as expensive, though, I bet. Yeah, of course they will. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, something to think about. The beer. Do you know what? The more sips I have, it's not quite as twangy. I think I've got used to the flavour now. It's gone up in my estimation. You've adjusted to it. I have. But that first sip, oof. I don't think the twang, I don't look at it like it's a negative, but on the one hand, I like the novelty of what we're drinking out of. I think that's the big thing for me, is like, it's the novelty of like, a very small can, it feels Mm. like a little treat after a hard day's work, Mm. instead of, you know, down in a full like, big like bottle of Warstein or whatever that I'd have in the fridge, you know what I mean? Like you've got to, that's a commitment. For me, it's like, because I don't drink, well, I say I don't drink a lot. I don't drink a lot full stop. So anything. So I could go through, I could have a day off or on a weekend and I could literally get up and it wouldn't be until six, seven o'clock at night before I'd have a drink of any kind. Right, okay. So I'm not, when I say I'm not a big drinker, I don't drink a lot of water. I don't, I don't, my kidneys must be, really like that's interesting not yeah. happy with me but I just sometimes you know I, I, I'll, I'll drink a bit but the, the days where I just don't think about it I'm not thirsty and I just don't drink you're just not bothered yeah so wow. you know if I have a drink after work like one of a beer after work I don't want a big beer because I don't I don't have to drink that amount of volume of anything 
this would be ideal for you then. That's what I mean, you know, this sort of thing, little, little, you know, a beer, a beer that doesn't feel like one of those um, shit like French style little stubby ones that are like the, in the packs of eight I think more brewers did them stubbies. I think we'd be onto something. Like you were saying at the start, basically this is a stubby, but in can form. Well, you know, can did that weeknight lager, didn't they? Which was like a lower percentage. That was nice. It was really was, good. Yeah. But imagine like Camden Hells, but in a can this size. Yeah, I could. I think that. there's a there's a I think there's a there's a place for that. I could be in the minority because a lot of people think, well, what's the point? You know, you 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 barely you barely drink it anything because you you know a couple of sips and it's gone. I guess it all depends on how you drink it, but I'm finding it. You can have have a lot of them because it's only 240 mil. But you'd want it on draft as a session as a session beer. I mean, it's impractical because you've got so many cans and things. So I'd have to have it um, either in a bottle or on draft. It's not good for the environment, is it? It's not good for the environment, and it's also an element of. Like I say, I, I I can't at the moment in my head I can't tell if there's anything particularly remarkable or special about the beer, other than the fact of the novelty of it being in a small can. Mm-hmm. It had a bit of a twang to begin with. It doesn't taste sort of or feel like pilsners that, like let's say my favourite types. It's not it's not within that kind of wheelhouse. It's kind of outside of that. Looking, it's sort of unique, isn't it? But yeah, but it's nice. It's pleasant. I would say it's it's pleasant. It's not offensive or it's not bad. It's pleasant with a with a bit of a, a an in, you know an interesting sort of flavour to it. But I'm not. I wouldn't be dashing out to get more of them unless they're in this little can mm. and I'm in the supermarket. I'm thinking I'd buy four of these or six of these or whatever and have them in the fridge and then have one with my dinner. I think this is an interesting beer. Mm. I do. I really do. I don't particularly want to go out and get more. You know, there's beers that we've had. That's what I mean. It's not over yeah. the last couple of years. I'd quite happily drink constantly, but this, I've had one, and that's enough for me. Yeah, it's the experience, but it's not dreadful. No, no, not not at all. Mm. Going off topic, mm. you've uh, well, we've got an exclusive, um, because anyone uh, anyone who's um, active on Twitter. Um, he knows the account Fesshole. So Fesshole is like a um, uh, a Twitter account where people can anonymously confess to things. Um, and Mark, you've uh, you decided to very bravely make a confession. It was a big one, wasn't it, as well? Um, and you submitted it to Fesshole, and Fesshole decided that it was worthy of posting. They did. Um, would you like me to read it out exactly? You can read it out word for word, yeah? Well, I can't find it. I can find it for you. I'm sure Possibly I sent it across to you, it. didn't I? I'm sure I did. It'll be on there, yeah. Right, I'll so... It for a little bit. Have you found it? Uh, very nearly. 60. Right, <laughs> here we go. Right, we're in. Go for it. I cut my sandwiches on a 60 to 40 bias and eat the small half first. Instead of being disappointed that I'm halfway through, I'm then excited that there's more to come in the second half. And I know the half thing that was in caused quite a bit of debate on there. But I I did that on purpose because I knew that people would 
kick off about that. But but I actually though think that the half thing, it's like well if you've got two, two parts of something that combine to something, then yeah. they're two halves. Yeah. Now they don't have get, to. They don't have to be second part, isn't it? But, but uh, to, to me, if if you know, I cut that coaster in half in in sort of sixty forty. There's two pieces. It's half. Of course it is. It's halved because I've when you I've say cut it in two pieces, there's... yeah, I've halved it. There. Yeah. So, I think some people need to give it a rest. But anyway, have you tried it yet? Uh, I haven't because I don't think I've actually had a sandwich in the in the time since, right. which is weird. But I will. <laughs> uh, oh no, no, tell a lie. No, sorry. I had a bacon and egg sandwich. Um, at the weekend yep. on Saturday but I didn't do it because with an, with, when you put egg in a sandwich you base it on the placement of the yolk yep correct and my yolk was central so I went straight across if the yolk had been placed um, higher or lower I would have adjusted accordingly to make fair sure enough. I split the yolk yep fair enough But because right, you don't want to bite into it when the yolk's still like, because then it's just chaos. Yeah. But uh, how did you how did you feel about the reaction? Because wasn't there something like ten thousand likes or whatever? It was yeah. I, I was quite surprised by. Obviously, you weren't named in shame because the whole thing is it's anonymous. Exactly. Um, I was quite quite surprised by the reaction. I didn't feel. I didn't think that it was going to sort of kick off as it did. But it felt mostly positive. It was massively positive. Basically, people saying that they were going to do it. Yeah. You know? Thirteen point seven thousand likes. Yeah, I got that. Did. Um, You've reached a lot of people there. You've made a real difference. Yeah, I mean, I can't quite find any positive ones now. Um, but this quite funny ones. I cut my sandwich into two jigsaw pieces and try and fit them back together again. <laughs> and I quite like the idea of that. And then there's another one that said it cuts a hole out in the middle. I also quite like the idea of that as well. Cutting a hole out in the middle. Yeah, just to be an awkward fucker, I suppose, isn't it? Why would you do that? Who knows? Okay. Um, and then Dominic Upton here saying that delaying lunch time at work so the afternoon is as short as possible. I've definitely done that. I do that. Before. I do yeah. that. Yeah, I do um, that. See, that's an odd one where I work because everyone goes on an early dinner and I don't like that. No, I'm I don't. having a short morning. I don't. I totally agree. Um, someone else here, Jen Anzo, I also eat the crusts first. So the yummy filling is last and not boring dry crust. Fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah that's fine. Uh, McKinney, this is a really spectacular approach. And then this is your favourite response, which was Ainsley Harriet. It's just a picture of Ainsley Harriet. Yeah. Smiling approvingly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which I think is the highest praise that you could give it. I agree. Definitely. That, that is the international sort of sign for yes. Well done. Um <laughs> <laughs> The guy's saying, I cut mine like this and I have no idea why. And it's basically a square sandwich just sort of offset. I mean, you'd have to be a dick. He's gone diagonal. Yeah. So he's, he has he is technically, he's split it 50-50. But he's just done it in a novice sort of. He's just done it just because he can go on better than me, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, that's, that's just been a twat. Yeah. Um. That's why she only sucks the tip to start with guys and a sad face. <laughs> <laughs> um, great idea but afraid it's a no from me because you used the word half alright 
uh, like the logic but a 60 to 40 split is just madness now this was in fact someone else had replied to this I'd have gone with a 70-30 split to make it more explicitly a starter and a main course now I like the point of that however when you're getting into the realms of anything more than 60-40 the first half mm. is just too small and the ratios just don't work yeah. particularly if you've got a packed sandwich the 70 or the 80 split yeah. is, is too much it, it's going to fall apart there's, there's structural integrity which is, a, which is one problem exactly what the problem is and then yeah. your second problem for me is my favourite bite of the sandwich is straight down the middle is that is that part where there's no crust it's all do you go straight in the middle do you I don't go in the middle I start Ooh. from the side so I, I'll go from the left mm. I'll go Come from there yeah. but then you work your way yeah. central yeah. And those sort of midway through, those th those two bites are your best bites. Pure bread and f and filling. Whereas if you seventy thirty it, you deprive yourself of one of those bites. That is a good shout. Now I've got another idea here. Someone else has put um, MJ the barber. I don't cut them at all. Uninterrupted joy from start to finish. Ooh. Yeah, but that's your structural integrity issue isn't it because it depends on your filling yeah I mean how would you even think about eating that I've only got small hands so where where's your hand placement on that when you're well, you've got to go from full. the base you've got to go from the base and you've got to you've got to have a firm grip to make sure that you don't start you don't get any flop it's going to flop at the it? top end yeah. on, the, on the lower piece of bread and you've got to start quick so those first two bites are crucial you've got to get them in quick yeah to make sure that after that you compress the top end parts of bread a little bit and it feels a bit more structurally sound and then from that point you're fine i mean a perfect example for the structural issues is going to be say a tuna sandwich because yes. that just doesn't hold yeah um it's going to go to pieces or things that have like onions and peppers in the stuff where yeah. there's just like shit that's going to spill out yeah adrian lester says that it's genuinely life-changing mm -hmm. um there's a gif of i think that looks like matt hancock but it might not be dancing um, some clever bastard Ben Gaisley saying I cut a pizza into six slices because I could never finish eight. I like your twelve trick. Yeah, whatever. Um, Laura Taylor, so sixty forty isn't really half. Just to be pedantic, all right, Laura. Whatever. So, so yeah, uh, this is genius from Yeah Right. James says this isn't a fest. This is a pro tip. Yep. Um, Alan Reed, just to give one final one. I do this too, but I don't measure percentages. Neither do I, but as a rough guide. Yeah. All right, you clever bastard. A lot of clever bastards on Twitter, aren't there? There are. Including the new owner being one of them. Yeah. That that seems like a... Um, uh, at the time, I thought that it sounds like a pretty poor investment. Considering that Disney... Like, Disney bought... Um, come out Star Wars again. They bought Lucasfilm, who, like make Star Wars and they bought Marvel and I think the price for those two things combined was like eight billion dollars so for eight billion dollars they now own those two things so obviously they're absolutely raking money in whereas Elon Musk paid 44 billion dollars for something that we don't pay for I don't pay it's for it massively loss making he's gone straight in there and fired half of the staff he's fired a lot of the staff he's fired a lot of the people <laughs> that, that, that behind a lot of the sort of architecture of it and the kind of the checks and balances and stuff and then he's realised oh shit how am I going to make money back 
and I'm losing advertisers because I'm a prick. They think I'm a prick. Um, and he's decided what now you can't. Um, you can only be verified if you pay his monthly subscription fee to like the premium service. But then but anyone, anyone can do it now. Anyone can get verified. So basically, anyone could, in theory, anyone could basically say they're Elon Musk. But then people have been doing that. Verified people have been changing their handle or changing their, their Twitter name to Elon Musk and pretending to be Elon Musk, like en masse. And he's been suspending them. I've seen something today, actually, that he's put a tweet out about unless you specifically say that it's a parody, you're going to get suspended or blah, Yeah, blah, yeah, blah. and he's actually suspended accounts off the back of doing that. I wonder whether he's actually going to kill Twitter, you know? Well, I think there's... there's, there's yeah, I think it's going the right way about it, isn't it? I think there's a there's a there's um uh, seems to be a feeling that if something better comes along, a lot of people will migrate to it. It's just such a thing doesn't exist yet. But the guy apparently that sold Twitter to him is making something else. So he's basically okay, just he's basically just uh, sold it for forty four billion for something that costs nothing to use, and is just going to make another one. And then, because Moss didn't think to, and then steal a load of a load of its users. And that's the staff, which are going to cost him nothing to take with him. Whereas to me, that sounds pretty financially savvy. Good on him. Yeah, yeah, good on him. Good luck to him. Fair play. And uh, yeah, I've, I've blocked Elon Musk. <laughs> and I just feel like I feel like the more people that do it, the better. Because imagine, like, I think the big thing for him was was like it's his kind of. Um, it's a big megaphone for himself, isn't it? An ego thing of like, I own this platform where, you know, I can say whatever I like and whatever else and um, can tell people about the wonderful things I'm doing, whatever else. Whereas if you just starved him of oxygen and you just everyone just blocked and muted him, then he'd just be yelling into a void. A bit like Donald Trump. Well, you say that, I don't think it's going to be long and he'll be back. No, I hope not. I don't know enough about it to have a detailed conversation on it, but there's an there's elections tomorrow, oh, Christ. which is like their sort of halfway point where they re-elect like Congress um, people and stuff. So it's often kind of a barometer for how well the president's doing, and then also it's kind of a it normally if it's if it goes one way it normally flips the other way because people are always pissed off no matter what who the president is people are pissed off with them halfway through. And then the um, Congress or the Senate or whatever then flips the other way and then favours the other side. And then from that point on, you can't get any legislation through and you just just grinds to a halt because you can just block everything. But it's kind of... Apparently this one is like if, if uh, the Republicans win this one, then, um, then, effect, then Trump will basically come out and say, I'm going to be president again. He won't be president again. And then regardless of if he gets less votes, um, all the setup is kind of there to kind of subvert any sort of result and basically claim himself the winner. Oh, wonderful. And um, all of the sort of institutions and senior decision-making people will all be in his favour. And uh, and that'll be that. It'll just be a complete, like, just forget it. America's just like, as as imperfect as it is, even the good things about it will pretty much be dead. <laughs> Great. So it seems like it's quite a big one. One to look forward to. Isn't it? I've not really followed it. 
Um, I just read a thing today and was like, oh shit, that's sound, that's sound, that's more serious than I thought it was going to be. Mm. And it doesn't doesn't look very good. And uh, with not to mention all the other shit going on. Um, yeah, madness. Anyway, back to Tunisia. Back to Tunisia. Um, what do you reckon the ambassador thinks of, or would think of Keltia? No. It's a no. It's a no. I think for the ambassador. Um, if we're talking about these cans, um, I would lose a lot of respect if I had these at a barbecue. This is a guilty pleasure. The stubby is a bordering. But this isn't the British institution, isn't it? Yeah, but this is different. This isn't a stubby. It's the same, though, isn't it? Yes, but it's not a stubby because it's a stubby bottle. Whereas this, it's like it's a little can. Mm. So it's like a little, um, like an iced coffee or a, it's it's a bit. Mm. Do you think if this was in a stubby bottle, then we'd be talking a good barbecue beer? I like it and I'm, and I'm comfortable drinking it, yeah. but I think that there are men, um, you know, barbecue goers, say, who would um, find this too effeminate and not, not masculine enough. enough. Um because you know your hand, your hand gets around it too easily, mm. whereas you want something that's with more girth. Yeah, manly men like girth. <laughs> yeah, it's basically so size, girthy, girthy, size cylindrical, an erect length. Yes, you know. that's what a manly man wants. Yes, wants something that really he, he struggles to get two hands around, let alone one. Um, yeah, I'm with you. You know. To, to essentially to, to get it in his mouth <laughs> barely with a grip on it yeah. um, that's what a manly man wants a wide mouth could fit that inside yeah, yeah. you know what I always think when I think of like big mouths I'm always it's a thing you know you have these like memories and things from your childhood that's a very s- silly thing that no one else ever remembers but it's it's just burned in your brain I remember watching on TV once it was Cat Dealey on a talk show of some sort and I, and I swear on everything that she sat there and on this talk show she fit three whole wagon wheels in her mouth in one go. How the hell did you manage that? It was one of the most amazing and, you know... Um, How old were you at the time? Uh, I mean, I was, I was uh, probably... Just about old enough to be aroused by it. <laughs> Basically, I did like her at the I time. Yeah. I did like her at the time. It was, I think, it was when she was just sort of coming out of MTV and getting into other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. She was, she was hot. Yeah, three, three wagon wheels. Um, I wonder if there's a clip of it on YouTube. That's exactly what I'm looking for right now. Yeah, I, I, I will swear on everything that that it definitely happened. I saw it. It's burned in my brain. I will never forget it. If there is, we will post the link for you. Yeah. Didn't um, but it's just one of those things that's so obscure and so weird that that maybe uh, it just not even not even YouTube has it, but it happened. Hopefully, it'll be there somewhere. We'll it try happened. and find it. Well, what were we talking about again before I got to Cat Dealey's um, uh, big mouth? Size of the beer. Size of the beer. Yeah. yeah. So that that for me rules it out for a barbecue. Um, maybe a bottle would be a different proposition, but then there's I think there's better beers you can yeah. pick for that. 
ambassador. No. I don't think the ambassador would touch it. Um, it's not a... Um, and this is no slight against Tunisia, but I think for the ambassador, you want beers that have um, the, a premium feel, which presentation-wise, you know, it says deluxe on it. So fair enough. Yeah. But because of the country that it comes from, it's not a beer-type country, is it? Whereas if it was something more sort of European... Yeah. Um, that that's kind of I think more in the wheelhouse of what the ambassador would go for. It wouldn't. I, that sitting next to a pyramid of Frere Rocher. Not for me. I agree. I, I, I do it. agree. I do agree. Uh, should we rate it? I think we should. Um, I feel like I know what I'm going to do with this one. Yeah, I think I do as well. Right. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Three, two. One. Yeah, both gone for a six. That's six, exactly what that? it is. Yeah, it's, it's 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 fine. It's six, isn't it? I've I've enjoyed it. Um, I I like the novelty of the can. Um, I wouldn't rush to to drink it again. But we drank far worse off this bucket list. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's, it's good. just all right. Yeah, it's good. Uh, socials. At FTLOB Pod, um, Twitter, Instagram, that'll do. Yeah. Easy follow, like, and all that sort of business. Got 18 beers left to go, although hopefully we're going to be down to 16 soon. Yeah, we've got irons in the fire we on have. a couple of beers. It's yeah. more just the thing at the moment is we're not short of beers at the moment so much. It's it's just finding the time to get together yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and drink them and record them and stuff. So we're going to work, try and work on things over the next um, couple of months. It's going to get a bit hectic, I think. We may need a sort of winter break of some sort um, for myself anyway. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the next sort of few weeks go and if we can get another couple um, in for you, depending on the situation with getting these said. Yeah, hopefully if we can get them tracked down and then 16 hopefully then left mm. to source. Yeah. If we can get hold of them, happy days. Yeah, so maybe maybe we should repost a bit of admin. Maybe we should repost I think we should. the things yeah, that yeah. we left over in case While we're having a break, we can maybe concentrate on getting yeah. a few... Try and track some down. down. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Okay, thanks again for listening. Uh, it's been great to be back, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be returning soon with something. Could be a bucket list. Could be not. Probably will be at some point. We don't know. Thanks very much. Bye bye. All I wanna do is drink beer for breakfast.